about the Messi thing? Anything else on the Messi front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This Messi thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 109 of the Better Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, as always, Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? Man, I wanted something that I didn't really want, and I didn't even get it. No tie. No draw. Yeah, because we wanted at least just to kiss sisters today. Uh, We wanted to draw because we thought that a win would be very difficult. Um, But we didn't even get that. And uh, we're going to get into all of that and a lot more, I'm assuming, because a lot of stuff going around in Inter-Miami world right now. But um, (laughs) I don't even know where you want to start because there's so much to get to. I guess the game, right? We should start with the game. Let's start with the fact we are officially eliminated from the playoffs. We needed DC to lose to NYCFC if we lost, because if we drew, we would still be alive. But with the loss, we needed a lot of things to go our way, one of them being DC United losing. But now DC United beat NYCFC to 2-0, which puts, moves them to 40 points. So yep. they're at 40 points. Uh, I think uh, Montreal's at 41. Chicago's at 40. The most we can get now is 39. We are officially eliminated, and it's time to start thinking about next season because there's nothing else to look forward to this season. So, well, and that brings me to that brings me to one of the comments I see here, Mike V saying this is this season was not a success. We had a successful League's Cup and we had some successes, but some successes, but the season as a whole was a disaster. I disagree, man. I, I really agree. disagree I agree with, with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that. Uh, Look, this season was a success. We literally got the best player on the planet. We took home a trophy, which everybody was able to take a picture with today on Fan <laughs> Appreciation Day. Okay, the second wasn't trophy, the first. Right? The, se- the second, it's the second, the second trophy. trophy. <laughs> All right, guys, and uh, let's not let's not forget about this bad boy right here. Okay, let's not forget about that one. So that's the first one. Okay, we're joking, guys. By the way, we're joking. <laughs> some people they kill us in the comments sometimes um good not yeah but it, it was a success i mean would we have liked the playoffs yes but like we were in the hole we were really in the hole before Messi came on and i, I mean we, at this point you know we didn't make the playoffs so be it and we got next year full season open cup would have been nice uh, unfortunately, we had injuries that that screwed that up, right? Because if Messi plays, yeah. we feel like we we could beat Houston with Messi and Jordi Alba, and you know people just being healthy overall. Um, but it was unfortunate, yeah. and I think uh, the way this season started, you and I both agreed, and most people agreed, if yeah. Pozuelo's on this team, this team does better than they did the first half of the year. Oh yeah. But we knew Pozuelo was was sacrificed in hopes of landing the greatest of all time. Of course. And we were okay with that. We said, we hate that this is happening. And if it's for nothing, we're going to be really pissed. But yes. if we end up with Messi, it was worth it. We ended up with Messi. So sacrificing the first half of the year was okay with us, right? Hindsight being 2020, because while we were going through it, we were upset. But we got Messi. We're like, all right, fine. That's cool. We sacrificed this season, and, and I, I can live with that. Now, not only did we sacrifice the season, we still managed to somehow make it to the Open Cup final. And then Messi arrived, and 
I mean, it was worth it. Sacrificing this season because I understand yeah. I kept hope alive for the playoffs. And I think if Messi never gets injured, I do think we make it. Um, but we kept hope alive. And we were like dead last. Did anybody think that everybody counted us out like the playoffs aren't going to happen? We have to shoot for the Open Cup and the Lease Cup. Yeah. But we kept it interesting kind of, right? Drawing here and there, winning here and there. And we ended up with a, a, a trophy. And in reality, we said, as long as we can make Champions League next year, it's a successful season. And we made it. As soon as we beat Philadelphia to make it to the final in the uh, League's Cup final, I felt like this is a successful season. After this, anything is just the cherry on top. And and I also want to mention, and, and Factual Fruit is bringing up, and shout out to Factual Fruit. He saw us. Uh, at the event yesterday, the Miami that's Fusion right, right. An event. So shout out that's to you out factual, there. Uh-huh. And uh, he's mentioning, wish Wayne played one more half season. Listen, I wish Wayne would have played too. But I think, honestly, that this comment right here is golden. Injuries. The season was plagued with injuries to critical players. Uh, I mean, just thinking from the beginning, right? I mean, we're going to do a better... Yeah, we're going to do a better synopsis at the end of the full season. But right. like you said, Gregory, Mota, Stefanelli, uh, Ian, Ian Frey, who I forgot about completely. Oh, my God. Ian, and how hype were we about Ian Frey when he came on and he looked like a monster? Listen, if we had Ian Frey, you guys, wouldn't even, know, you guys wouldn't even know who Tomas Aviles is. Yeah, they still would, you guys would have no, no nah, still You him. think so? Yes. I, I think uh, that we wouldn't know who David Reese is. I think David Ruiz started getting more playing time once once Ian Frey went down because Ian yeah. Frey was playing that that CDM role a lot, and Ian um, Frey was and Ian Frey was on point before he yeah, got man. injured. We were he was getting on point. I really feel for that kid yeah. because he's had, had a couple of bats injuries. Hopefully, he can get things back together. But um, so yeah, uh, injuries definitely plagued this season from beginning all the way to the bitter end because Messi missing the Open Cup final and uh, the Atlanta game. What well, he was gonna miss that Atlanta game anyway, but. Well, the NYCFC game, like it, it, it just it sucked. But you know, it is what it is, and I still think all in all, it was a successful season, even though we didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, you know what slurped? This shows. Uh, yeah, slurped. Ian, it, it, Ian Frey. Ian Frey was a, a young kid that came on in the beginning of the season. He was a center back, but when we lost uh, Mota and we lost Gregory, he came in and started playing central defensive midfielder, and he looked. Great. We were really happy with Ian Frey. We thought he was going to be a next, the next budding star on this team. And then, unfortunately, yeah. at, at the, was it a torn ACL? Yes. Now, I, I want to say it was that. Maybe I'm incorrect. Somebody in the chat maybe can correct me. But he looked really good. We were really excited for him. At one point, we were saying he's probably the second, third player, third player, best player, I'm sorry, on the team at that moment in time, right? Like around that April, May. Yeah. And, um, and unfortunately, he went down, but he, he was looking really good. So for those asking who Ian Frey is, Ian Frey was what we thought was going to be our a crucial part of this team, or at least of the core. And and Factual Fruits asking if uh, Coco's going to replace Joseph for the free and if we need to spend some money on faster defense. Yes. I, we do need to spend money on faster defense, but what are we going to do with Stefanelli and Stefanelli 2.0 and, and Facundo Farias? What are we doing with those guys? I mean, those guys are clones, well, literally. Well, well, no, well, come on. Farias is much better than Stefanelli. And, and Farias is here for the long haul. Uh, I don't know what happened with Stefanelli, but as far as spending money on faster defenders, I, I think that Christoph, I don't, I, I know he's, he, he has a 
the deal lasts longer than just this year. I think it goes maybe two, three years. But I, I don't see where Kristoff fits here because Kristoff doesn't fit what Data likes to do. That high line that Data likes to play, he needs defenders with pace. Like Kamal Miller isn't necessarily fast, but he hustles and he plays so well that he can kind of get away with it. But Kristoff is just too slow. You know what Kristoff is? Kristoff is a great defender. And Kristoff would do great on a team like, let's say, Nashville. Nashville plays that low block. Kristoff would be one of the best defenders all-star on a team like Nashville. But on a team like ours, he just doesn't fit. Like I, I don't see how he fits here. Maybe as a depth piece, but I don't know if he's going to stick around to be a backup. I, I don't, I don't see Kristoff here next year. I, I don't see how he fits. And I, I got some bone to pick with you over here, Reaper. Replacing oh, Mota. Yes. Listen, I need my daily Mota blaster in every game. You don't know how many times I riddled Danny during the game today. Every yeah. time Mota had the ball, I was just dying for like a field goal kick. He had like two opportunities that he should have taken, but then Messi's on the field. So what's he going to do? He's going to give it to fucking Messi. So Nashville are campers. I'm sorry. Somebody just said in the comments, Nashville are campers. But <laughs> but could you imagine, Christoph? he has the perfect positioning. He, he doesn't. When he has the ball at his feet and he's getting pressured, he he moves the ball out and passes it well out of the pressure. Like he yeah. would be perfect on a team like Nashville. Everybody would. would be like, "Wow, he's such a great defender because he is a good defender." It's just in the role that they have him in right now, it just doesn't work. Um, and then as far as Mota goes, I'm not gonna lie to you. Because we now have Busquets and we have Kremaki playing the midfield. I don't yeah. see where Mota fits here because if you're going to tell me he's the central defending midfielder for us, I don't see it. He doesn't play that role. Gregory plays that role. Arroyo plays that role. David Ruiz can play that role. Mota is not that guy. Mota, I, I'd rather see right now in the way Tata plays his team, the way that we have been playing, I'd rather see Uyoa on the pitch over Mota because Mota doesn't work here, at least not right now. You know that's bold what you just said that you'd rather see Uyoa over Mota because he'll defend. He'll, he'll try to defend. Mota doesn't do that. This, this is fact. This is the most factual thing Factual Fruits ever posted. Next two matches are literally a game of Survivor. I a hundred hundred percent agree with that. Well, I think we saw Messi for the last time this year. Yeah, we're not seeing him on a Wednesday. No, and we're no, not seeing I, him on turf. No, no, that was it. That was You're it. You're not I, seeing I, him on turf. I told Charlotte. you the only way that there is a chance that he 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 uh, plays on turf is that last game if it was to like win and in. And I was like, you know what? The way things are going, maybe we might make the playoffs. Maybe that game will matter. Maybe he'll play on turf. No way. You saying? I think today was the last day we saw Messi play this this calendar year for Inter Miami. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the game then. Let's talk about because hold on, hold on, hold on. I want I want to I want to address something real quick. Please, people, stop believing this BS yeah, about him getting Barca loaned crap. out to Barcelona. He's not get getting loaned here. out to Barcelona. What's he gonna? So what? We're gonna get him back in the summertime next year. He's not gonna play Don't a full do... season with us. He's gonna miss all the the Champions League games and all those other tournaments because he wants to go play a couple games in Barcelona. Actual fruit out here stop. trying to gas everybody stop. up. Stop. He's stop trying it. to gas. He's not everybody. gonna get loaned to Barcelona. The same people that are reporting that are the same people that said he was going back to Barcelona before the summer and that there was absolutely no chance he was coming to Miami. Those are the same people reporting that. Stop listening to those stupid, stupid reports or rumors. Well, yeah, or rumors, reports. I mean, at this point, everything is a report, right? Like, like I told you, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start reporting on Messi's daily 
daily doings. You know, it's not rumors. So let's talk a little bit about the game and the best way to start with the game, Danny. And by is... the way, we have to get we have to go back to to Money Matt's uh, uh, comment at the end after we talk done talking about the game because I do I want to look this over again because Money Matt coming through with the info as always. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Now, I'll, I'll bring up the starting lineup real quick. So, how sexy did you think this starting lineup was, or not sexy? I, I look. I when we are playing with three in the back, not five in the back, right? Because see where Yedlin and Allen are in that picture. They're yeah. more. They're more aligned Wait, with Ruiz and Kremaki. Yeah, like they're uh-huh. no. They don't drop that that far back. So, but I do like when we play with three in the back. I, I, I really do. I think that I do like Aviles it. plays better. I think our defense overall is better. I thought in the first half, I thought we played much better than Cincinnati overall. And that was the fact that we were still under man because Messi hadn't come into the game yet. And we still had, we're creating chances. How many times did we hit the post? It was three. Three times yeah. we hit the post that we should have scored three times. And um, I thought we looked like a much better side in the first half uh, with five in the back. And then when we, we switched that up in the second half, things changed. But. And that's a funny thing to say that we looked better in the first half than we did in the second half, and that's when defensively, defensively, no, but defensively, defensively. Okay, I can see that. So I like this setup. I do like it when they have three in the back with the two wing backs. I always like that better than than when they do four. Aviles played very very well today. I I give I'll give him credit. He played pretty well. one player that I wasn't really fond of was Farias. I wasn't fond Why? of him because he lost a couple opportunities at scoring, well, not scoring, or at least striking towards the goal. He had a couple strikes, but I don't know what it is, but he just doesn't work that well with Martinez. Uh, I saw a couple times that they kind of like looked at each other like, come on, man, you should have done this or you should have done that. Um, look, it's it's crazy to say because Farias has like all the talent in the world. He is he has so much capability of being a great player uh, for this team. But I, man, I really thought that he had a couple opportunities, golden ones, to be able to put the ball in the back of the net this game, and he didn't. And I'm gonna have to well, look back at some of the highlights for sure. I mean, the only rough part of doing these post games. Um after we've been there like in person is that yes. we didn't get as good of a look as we do uh, uh, on the broadcast. So we lean a, on the chat a little more to kind of tell yeah. us what they saw. Uh, but uh, from what I saw, I didn't think Farias played a bad game. Was it his best? Well, Obviously the- not, but I didn't think he played bad. I did think, I didn't think Kremaki had, had an off game, but he's had a couple off games recently. Um, but you know, he, and I know it sounds like an excuse because it is an excuse, I guess, technically, but he's 18. He got put in this situation and I, I you know, he's he's tired also. I really do think that he's been he's had a lot of pressure put on him, but he has been giving the ball away a lot. And um, I don't yep, know, we'll, we'll see how things go. And you know what I noticed about Ben? Because somebody mentioned something about, you know, other people talking about the game and saying that Ben that Ben Krem was, was good today. He has terrible touch on the pass. When he receives passes, you would think that, like, center midfielders are, like, really good at gathering the ball and, like, turning and moving around and, and and rotating the ball and his touch with the with the pass is like pretty rough. I don't like his touch with the pass. I see that he tries to do to, I mean he's very active. So maybe that's just a little bit against him in terms of like what he's trying to do since he's like thinking before doing or doing before well, thinking. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I could see that because I think that when I've seen him at his best receiving the balls is when he's on the run when he's catch when he's getting a, a through ball when he's making a run 
and and he just keeps the play going. But uh, but when he's receiving right it in a there. crowd, I can see what you're saying. Um, yeah. I, I could definitely see that. And um, I had uh, somebody, uh, Ed Barter said that Cincinnati had chances also, but I think that was more in the second half. In the first half, uh, I think Miami had a much better game in the first half than Cincinnati did. The, defensively, we, we were pretty stout, and we were creating. We looked really aggressive. And something that I, that I, I started telling my wife, uh, we all knew Messi was coming in in the second half. And then I told her, every game that he's come in the second half up until today, we've scored before he comes onto the pitch. It's like the Messi effect is real. Like yeah. It's like a whole new type of energy in the crowd and in the players. It's like, he's coming. Let's go. And they play completely different. So we should have had the lead before he came in. Every game up until now, we've had the lead somehow before he checks into the game. And it's like, this is... This team in the first half, again, before Messi got there, was the same squad that was playing against NYCFC, that was playing against mm-hmm. Atlanta and these teams, but they didn't look like this. And But all of a sudden, it's like, okay, Messi's coming in the second half. Let's go. And it's like yeah. the energy is just uh, on another level, and I just don't get why that happens. But um, it's, it's the Messi effect. It, it really is. Listen, Rome is mentioning in the comments should have been three on the first half. Listen, if yeah. this was a game of hitting post instead of the back of the net, the game should have been like four four or like four three. Avila's so, had a great chance when he hit the yes. top of the post. Uh, Kremaki Benkrem had one from uh, the goalie's uh, right. Yeah, I think he hit it with the outside of his foot. Hit the post. And I, there was a third one that hit the post. And, it's, and it was like, Jesus, it was a Joseph. I think might have been Joseph. And it was like, man, like I, I, I thought it was coming. And when it started raining, like my, my wife took the kids under the stands to cover for them. Yeah. And I, I knew I should go get, uh, go look for um, what are those things? The ponchos. Uh, ponchos. But yeah. I felt like, like we're gonna score in the next minute or two. Like let me hold off a little bit because I'll go once we score. And I just waited like a minute or two. And I was like, oh man, I can't keep waiting. So I finally went, ended up going looking for the ponchos, which by the way took forever. But um. Yeah, I really thought there was a goal, a goal incoming. I was 100% sure yeah. that while I was out looking for ponchos, that I would hear the crowd erupt because we were press, like we were putting the pressure on. And I really thought that a goal was inevitable, but I guess not. I want to mention something here because Slush is mentioning most of these guys starting should be bench players. Listen, we've been singing those tunes even before Messi got here. With so many critical players falling, all these academy guys had the yeah, fill-in spaces that that not they didn't earn yes. necessarily in terms of yeah. like earning it in, in 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 a timely fashion they were kind of rushed into these positions because of the losses that we took and Leroux is right he nine out of 9.5 out of 10 for Martinez I saw him complaining a lot um I agree with what you say to an extent these players if everybody stays healthy, probably would have gotten would not have gotten a lot of time with the first team. I think Kremaki might have been one of the ones that finally gets a lot of playing time, and maybe Ian Frey. I think he would have eventually gotten up there. Yes, but outside of those two, I don't think any of these academy players might have might have seen too much of the pitch. But with that said, I think they've played well. Yeah. I, Noah Allen, I think, has played well. Uh, David Ruiz has played well. Kremaki, look, I, I know that he's been off the last couple of games, but for the most part, when you look at the season as a whole, I think he's played very well also. 
Like, I think that we're being a little harsh on these kids because they were put we into a position that they were pushed into at 18, 19. All of a sudden, you think about the, the opposing players that are starstruck to play against Messi. Imagine playing yeah. with Messi, knowing that the world is watching you and you don't want to be the one to mess up. Because if you mess up, you're not messing up in front of this, this crowd of, you know, 20,000 people. All of a sudden, you know, everybody on Apple TV across the world is watching you. You don't yeah. want to be that guy across the world. So that's a lot of pressure on these 18, 19 year olds. So if I, I'd give them a little more grace. I think they've played well. Yes. I, I understand that they, at least Kremaski hasn't played that great. Um, the recently, but overall, I think he's had a pretty solid season. Well, and this is a great question by Judas saying, who are some of the defenders you want? Because I'm tired of that. We see that we see, we need defenders, but too scared to say who, I mean, Miller is number one on my list. For sure. I think that I, we should I, keep... I think he's talking about uh players that we should sign. But if we're talking about just that we want to keep Oh, okay. I we, we just want to keep Miller and I think Avilis is I think Avilis is gonna keep growing into his own. Like you guys you guys are so ruthless. Like and, and I, I one more thing I want to address. I see a lot of people throwing shade that that's way. Oh, Phil Neville, man, man, man. Phil Neville, yeah, yeah. everybody yeah, hating me. on I'm Phil that Neville. Guy. Man. Yeah, I know you're a douchebag. Look, Tata got here in the middle of the season with players that don't fit his system. Christoph doesn't fit his system. He's playing with players that don't fit his system. Not only was he put here in the middle of the season, he had to just figure things out. He didn't have a month or two to figure things out. He was not only was he just figuring things out on the fly with 18 and 19 year olds. But it felt like every passing week, he would add a new player. First, let's add Messi and Busquets, which, by the way, I understand that that's great. You're greatest of all time, Busquets. You, okay, you're already a, just a defeating yourself, okay. son. How do you, you figure? took that L so fast right now, my guy. Oh, just because they're great doesn't mean that they learn so, how to play with the tactics. Okay, I, I got to feel but, so sad about Tata coming in like, oh, God, coming in. And I got now I got to coach Busquets and Jordi Alba. And Lionel Messi, oh, my God, woe is me. Oh, it's going to be terrible this season. What? So what you're telling me is that he doesn't have to do anything. Plans out the window. Messi, just go figure it out. Just go figure it out. I'm Listen. sure you're good enough. Let's not – who cares if it's 5-3-3, if it's 10-1. Like, the formation doesn't <laughs> matter. It's Messi. Go ahead. It's... The coach doesn't matter. Fuck it. But look at what Phil Neville had to deal with. Phil Neville had, he had to three deal years with... to do it or two years. Two years. Tata had what? Two weeks. And then and every week, every week. All right. So we got this. And then and all right. Okay. Robert Taylor's playing well, but all of a sudden I got Farias. How do I do this? All right. Oh well, Jordi Alba's is here now. Okay. So uh, let's put him there. Oh, Robert Taylor and him aren't working out. I gotta figure this out. But I got a game in three days. How do I figure this out? Okay. Let's keep going. Oh, all of a sudden I got Avilis. Okay, I got Avilis now. I got a third defender. What do I like? There was a lot of putting piecing things together as the season was going on. And every three days, you not only had a game, but you had an elimination game. Like, I get it. I get it. You had Messi and you had a great squad. But Jesus Christ, like, Tata's been building this as he goes. Danny, if you put nine other custodians next to Messi, but then you put 10 custodians on the field, no Messi. Who's winning that game? What the, the fuck messy, are you talking about? The Messi and custodian game. What? 
A simple, simple analogy right there. If you get Messi and put him with nine randos, and then you put if you, 10 if you randos, put Messi with nine custodians and you play him against eleven MLS players, the eleven MLS players are going to win, Chris. But look at what you're doing. You look at what you're doing. You're putting. So we're gonna. So I bet get... you this team looks a lot better next year when Tata has a full off season to figure out the oh, players that sure. he needs on this squad. Okay. For sure. So do you think that Tata looks better next season with that? Because right now you're saying Tata's a piece of crap. Uh, Phil Neville didn't get a chance. Well, Phil Neville didn't get a chance, and it's not fair what Phil Neville had to deal with, and I'm and, sticking and not to my only, guns. And not only with not only the Tata thing, but the players themselves building chemistry. Like every three days you're playing, you don't really have time to train and prepare. Like this team was literally being built as it went. How we won League's Cup, messy. Like th that's it. It all boils down to the Messi magic. That was a magical month of Messi. Yeah, I, I agree. That was a that was the weirdest analogy ever. That is. I was not. almost. I was almost as bad as episode ninety eight. I can't. I I left my shirt somewhere. It's not as bad as episode ninety eight, guys. You guys should check it out if you haven't checked out That's episode ninety eight of all time. By the way, if you guys are still here, thank you for chilling in the chat, guys. Take the thumb. Check your text messages. Like and subscribe. All that kind of good stuff. All right, so the first half ended uh, draw. I'm not sorry, not draw. Yes. It was tied 0-0. Zero, zero. And um, I thought that we would like, – at that point, I was like, we've looked so good. 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, I, I thought Messi comes on. We have to win this game. Like, isn't that what yeah. you were thinking? I, I think most people in the stadium probably felt that way. Like, we've looked so good the first half. When Messi comes on – we have to eventually I mean, score. Messi's not, gonna, Messi's not missing those chances that we had in the first half. I mean, that's like movie writing at its finest, right? That's what everybody was sort of seeing. Uh, Messi comes in for Aviles. Jean Mota comes in for David Ruiz. Uh, Stefanelli later comes in for Joseph. And then Robert Taylor comes in for Yedlin. I mean, you would think that that would be the best move. And M, M Moore is... Chiming in, Farias is good, similar to Vinicius in Madrid. First season bad, then he was the guy. He just has anxiety, poor decision. He will improve. Like, chill, he would do better. I don't know about all that. He's taking Robert Taylor's job, and he's not even doing that great of a job. Listen, I don't know if you guys can recollect here, Coco Jean was the first sort of player that was primed for us. That's like, oh, this guy's like a do-it-all. He's a wing. He's a striker. He's a great person. Then Stefanelli came, and then Stefanelli was also primed as like, oh, he could do everything. He could play defense. He could do backflips. And now we got Farias, and Farias is like, oh, this guy could play every position. He could, he could coach. Tata sucks. Get him out. Put Facundo to go ahead and coach the team. We got three guys that do the same shit. Who's getting canned? <laughs> Well, Robert Taylor, I think, is a Swiss Army knife. I, I think Robert Taylor should stay. I don't know That's if he will stay. I don't, I don't know if he will stay because he, he's going to have a hard time getting playing time over Farias and, and all that. But um, We're going to talk a little uh, bit about this, Esteban. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, I think that Robert Taylor might not be here next year, as much as that pains me because I really do like Robert Taylor. My, my daughter, like, for some reason, Robert Taylor's her favorite player, which is really cool. Hey. Robert Taylor's so, uh, a great player, man. I think, but I just think it's yeah, awesome. like you mentioned, everybody expected the Messi effect to immediately blast into the game that he would get his goal. But then on the 78th minute, Barrial gets a goal, 
which it was I off mean, a rebound, was, right? Because because Drake did a great job saving that. Drake, oh my God, Drake had an amazing today, game. Oh, amazing game, awesome. And I'm gonna sidetrack us a second. Yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but back in March, I said, "What are the chances that a goalie can win MVP?" Because at that point, we were two and one. We had just lost to NYCFC. Yeah. And I was telling you, our defense sucks. And everybody's like, oh, no, but we had two clean sheets, blah, 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 blah. I was like, yeah, but Drake had like a million saves. The only reason we won those two games is because Drake was saving everything. And uh, everybody was killing me for saying that our defense sucks. Here we are a season later, and it's horrible. But with that, uh, Drake, I was saying, should be considered for MVP. Obviously, it was only three games into the season. But the way he was playing those first two games, I was like, this guy's playing amazing. Yeah. I say all this to say there were two nominations from every team. And Inter-Miami put, or I'm assuming it was Inter-Miami, Busquets and Messi on the ballot for MVP. Yeah. I think that is extremely disrespectful to Drake Callender. That is shit. Drake Callender has by far and away been, when we're talking about regular season, MLS has by far and away been the MVP for this team. And the fact that he's not getting that recognition is embarrassing. Messi, if you want to put him up there because it's Messi, that's fine. But why is Busquets there? Messi played what? Well, With today, he's played five regular season games. Busquets has played maybe like seven or eight. Drake has been there every single game. I can't think of a game that he's missed. Maybe he missed one for international duty. I can't remember. And he has been by far our best player in the regular season. How he's not part of that, I, I think, is completely embarrassing. But Busquets has played a lot of games and a lot of minutes. But remember, this is a, a regular season MVP, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're talking about the whole season. And when we're talking about the whole season, the fact that uh, that Drake Hollander isn't getting his flowers, I think, is, 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 is disappointing. Because if you're telling me that every team gets two, like, even if he got one, I would be saying it should be Drake. But if he gets two, yeah. how is it not? How is Drake not how one is, of those two? How is two? he not considered? How? Yeah. Messi's played five games in the regular season. Busquets has played like seven or eight. Drake has been here yeah. the whole year, and he hit by the whole entire year by far our best player. Look at today. Today, no, that... almost a clean sheet if he doesn't, unfortunately, get that, 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 that bounce back to Barrial. Like, Drake has been which... amazing, which is BS that he doesn't get consideration for MVP. If you're choosing two from every team to be nominated, I thought that was such BS. Which, by the way, the reason that that goal occurred is because Busquets turned the ball over. So, that's that's that. Uh, uh, and super califragilistic. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if it was forty-one. I do know it was a lot. But I would like you to go back. I, I don't know when you started watching the team. If you were watching from the beginning of the season, maybe you didn't realize. But if you look back, Drake was leading the league in saves. So if we let up forty-one goals. I promise you it would have been a lot more because he was literally, and he might still be, I don't know, I haven't checked. He might still be leading the league in saves because our defense is poor. Our defense which, is the only reason we were winning games is because Drake was keeping us in those games. Which talking about our defense and factual fruits saying, I think we let Yedlin go. I cannot wait until this season ends and we do an episode about who gets fired and who doesn't. I can't wait for that episode. Why? Because that's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a fun one where we're just out here firing everybody. Look at this. Tariq says, see you guys in February. Come on, man. 
hang out and party with us. <laughs> um, so, yeah, right. I mean, Barrial gets the rebound goal. I mean, after that, you start to see a couple penalties occur, right? A couple free kick opportunities. We got, what is it? A messy magic written in the stars. And uh, yeah, a, a couple tries at, at, at uh, free kicks. Unfortunately, it's uh, it's just not possible, guys. This guy is not uh, Jesus H, and he didn't make it happen for us today. So, uh, well, Drake is. I guess a, he's just telling you, like he's doing his job. He's a goalkeeper. Blah, blah, blah. Right, but when when he's your best player, I, I figure that you should be considered for MVP. And by the way, we have had a goalie win MVP in this league. It happened once, Tony Mayola. I want to say 2000, 2001. I think it was with Casey. Uh, so it has happened. Um, and I'm not saying that he should win MVP of the league. But if you're going to nominate two players from your team, I think you should nominate the, t- the player that has been the best all year. And uh, I think Drake has hands down been the best player all year regular season-wise. So 118 saves this season by Drake. I'm kind of curious if he leads the league. I'm going to check that up right now. Go ahead, Chris. And and Tariq, I, I hope you hold this receipt right here, Danny, with Tariq saying, I told you last time, seven out of the eight starters need to be changed. Believe me. Yeah. I, well, I mean, the thing is, people. Uh, two years ago, we had a, a massive influx. We, we changed 18, I think it was like 18 new players. It was some crazy number. It was, it was insane. Uh, do I see something like that coming again this year? possible that needs to have the players that fit his system uh but i don't see seven or eight uh, uh how like we're keeping six of them we're gonna keep yeah. messi busquets and and, and uh, alba and we're he keeping calendar's gone we're keeping and calendar else. and we're keeping farias we're keeping uh who else am i missing of the young kids farias diego gomez which eh. And we're keeping uh, right, and we're keeping uh, Avilis. That's seven, because we're keeping the six that are basically our our three big names and the three young guys. That's six, and Drake. That's that's seven. I I, I would assume that we keep Campana also. That's eight. Yep. So I'm not yep. sure. Like for these, because the thing is, um, I, I don't know. I, I I don't see it happening. I don't think it's gonna be that. It's gonna be some new players for sure. Yes, I wouldn't be surprised yes. to see Luis Suarez right. I, it almost feels like it's written in the stars that Luis Suarez is going to be here. But um, I, I don't see a, a massive influx like we did two, two seasons ago. So that was the game. Messi is not Jesus, and he didn't pull us through and win the game for us off of free kicks. Game was over. Guys collapsed on the ground because they were just exhausted, which, by the way, the pitch was just destroyed. All game. I don't know if you noticed that, but the, the whole field was just falling apart. So, and I'm pretty sure at this point, you know, with one more game left here, it's it's guys aren't going to keep the grass like how they did before. So, and um, but I just wanted to, to bring up the fact that uh, Drake Callender is third in saves, first in the East, but third in saves overall. So, at this point, Reaper, and that's a good observation by you, Danny. I mean, like you said, Drake Callender is one of the best goalies right now. And he is well, the reason for the season for us, other than Messi, guys. Other than other than Messi, F-baby. Reaper's mentioning here Gregory. I don't know if it's even worth playing Gregory at this point. I don't even think it's worth playing him. 
Uh, I, yeah, I don't think he plays the last two games either. Like, you think he's gonna come back from an injury and play on that turf in Charlotte? I highly doubt it. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it. No, and and look and look, Messi is Jesus. I don't know if I would say that in those exact words, but I, Messi is that great. He's so great that I, I I was convinced that he had three free kicks from a decent distance. I was convinced that one of those three he would take a shot and go in. Yeah. So uh, I'm with you. Look, I, Messi's amazing. When I saw him come in, I was like, that's it. We got this in the bag because Messi is that great. It's just, unfortunately, we couldn't just, we couldn't get the job done. It, it really sucks. I hope that we can be able to have Gregory just chill here next season because he's going to be great. I think he's going to be phenomenal for Busquets especially because well, he's going to be a juggernaut in the middle of the field. This league Although I think the the rules are going to change a little bit, we might get an extra DP. The the salary yeah. might go up a little bit. It's not going to go up. I think at least I, I don't personally think that it's going to be an astronomical increase where all of a sudden we get to sign all these big names. Yeah. Like you're still going to have to fill in the, the 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 team and the depth with some you know MLS guys like Gregory, like a, like a Mota, you know Coco yeah. still. So I, I and some young kids, right? Kremaki is still going to be here. David Ruiz, I think, is still be here. So you're still going to have these players. I know everybody wants like an all-star team, but you, that's not happening. And I, I don't think I don't think so either. And talking about defense, uh, Larue is mentioning that Miller tends to overcommit on his tackles. Listen, Avila, but, he, but he wins play. so many of them. Yeah, he does, man. He's a man. he's a good timer with his tackles. Oh my god, he tackles. had. There was. I'm sorry to cut you off, Chris, but I just wanted to, before I forget, at the very end of the game. It looked like uh, Cincinnati was on the counter. And it must have been like a couple seconds left in, in stoppage time. Yeah. And he came in and he committed to a tackle, a sliding tackle. He won the ball and then started pushing it up forward. And yeah. I felt like that stop was like so like beautiful. I was like, oh, this yeah. is going to lead to a goal. Like I thought that this was going to be a moment. We're going to be like, we're going to point that Miller, be like, you, you see that play? He started that because it was yeah. such a great stop. And the way he pushed it forward quickly, unfortunately, we turned the ball over and and I think that that was it. But Miller has been an absolute monster yeah. since Messi and company showed up. And I absolutely, I he, I'm glad that he got that extension because he's absolutely earned it. Yes. Now, I don't know if you want to keep talking about the game or just wrap up the game, but the game uh, is can, the game. We lost yeah. 1-0. We could we could wrap up the game. Uh, I, I we knew that Cincinnati was going to come out to win, right? Because they re they rested a lot of players in their game on Wednesday. I want to say they played on Wednesday, uh, and we kind of knew it was for us because they wanted no parts of Messi in the playoffs because they knew by beating us today it would be very difficult to for us to make the playoffs. And if we would have made the playoffs, we would have played them in the first round. And nobody wants to play Messi in the playoffs. We saw what he did in the League's Cup. So absolutely no way that you want to play him in a playoff situation, even though it would have been the best of three. You don't want to play him in the playoffs. So I knew that yeah. Cincinnati was going to come out for blood today. And uh, and we held our own against the best team in the league because there's absolutely no arguments about it. Supporter Shield winner, they are the best team in the league, and we held our own. First half without Messi, second half with Messi, outside of a, a giveaway by Busquets. I mean, we held our own against the best team in the league Almost we beat them right. last month and they barely barely beat us now i mean we, you can't say that you can't expect this team to be one of the best we'll be we'll be probably chasing for the supporter shield next year and i understand that because we have all those tournaments it's going to make it a little harder yeah. uh because look at how philadelphia started this year for those of you that don't know philadelphia union 
won the supporter shield last year, I believe. Maybe they didn't, yeah. but they were top two, maybe. So they didn't, maybe they didn't win it, but they were a great team. And everybody came into this year thinking that they would be great. But they did very poorly the first two months because they had so many tournaments to attend. They had Champions League and they had a bunch of other things. So they would have to sacrifice some regular season games playing their B team to be ready for the Champions League game on a Wednesday or Tuesday whenever they played it. And they had a really hard, rough start. Once they got eliminated from those tournaments, all of a sudden they started just balling again. So there's, there's a chance that we run into something like that next year. But, I mean, I think there should be a goal into which we we're we're get gunning for the supporter shield, but yes, Champions Cup is a hundred percent the sure. the main thing next year, the main thing yeah. for sure. And then and then over here, Tariq asked a really good question. He saw a lot of Miami fans saying that if Messi didn't play today and then goes to Argentina and played, that they'd be very upset. Is that how we saw it? That's a good question. I I would have been a little bothered by it because. I mean, what is it? He's going to be playing against, uh, what is it? I don't know if it's Paraguay or Uruguay. One, one of those. One I of think those it's Paraguay. Teams. Yeah, and, and some other team that really isn't that great. So for him to go and participate when he's not really, really needed against those teams, but then he misses time with us, I think that would have sucked really bad. I think that would have been a pretty bad look. Paraguay and um, Peru. Yep, these are yep. Paraguay and Peru. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess to to an extent, I, I I I understand why you're saying that. So I, I I to an extent I agree, because this this game was to make the playoffs, and as yeah. an Inter Miami fan, you're more concerned about Inter Miami than you are about Argentina. I'm not Argentinian. I'm Colombian, so I don't care how Argentina does. <laughs> so honestly, I don't care if they win or if they lose. Like I really don't give a fuck. So to me. I understand why he wants to go play for his country, and I respect that. Yeah. But I don't care about them. I care about Inter Miami. So if I had to choose one for him to play, I'd rather him play an important playoff game. Now, if you tell me he has to choose between Argentina and this next Charlotte game, that means nothing. I get it. Yeah, that I don't care about. You know, but I kind of wanted him. But I understand if he chooses his country over a club. Like, it's usually well, country over club always, right? And I have a question, though, because if you really think about it, he came, he won on top, won the last World Cup. I mean, I don't know if it's like this whole thing of you want to keep playing for your country and just until the wheels fall off. But look, for, but for like for for usually, right? For soccer yeah. fans and especially for soccer players, it's country over club almost always. Yeah. And I respect that. Uh, I, I don't I don't I don't think it's a big deal. My only thing is that since he's injured, I was like, damn, if you're injured and you have to choose one game. I would like it to be for the club, right? Because I want to make the playoffs. But yeah. I'm not going to hate on him for choosing Argentina. I get it. Like, it's it's country over club always. Yeah, and and look, Broward, Broward Heron, if you're referring to the question that I'm asking about Argentina over the club or whatever, I mean, I'm not really too familiar with the soccer world. I just got into it a couple of years ago. So to me, I'm just wondering, like, if I, if you go out as a champion in the World Cup, is it, like, really – is it really profitable to like go back and play for your country when you just won for your country for the first time? So I don't know. That's just the way that I, that I think about it. Yeah, no, but, but the thing you, is, but daddy, you mentioned that a lot of players make it country over club. So now, yeah, now I, can, I, th now I, I think get it. I don't want, I don't want to say, I think most, I, I don't want to say all, but I think most, like, I think there's nothing bigger for a soccer player 
to hold the World Cup trophy. Like, obviously, club-wise, Champions League, whether it be a CONCACAF or obviously UEFA over there in Europe, that's like as big as it gets, right? It's probably UEFA Champions League is the biggest it gets. So as a, as a soccer player, club-wise, that's, that's the biggest trophy. But I think the dream is to hold that, that golden World Cup trophy. Like, that is the dream for all players. Like, that's the epitome of soccer right there. So it's, it's always country over club. Well, and, and Mike V is mentioning that Pele won it three times, but, like, Pele won it, like, young in his career, no? Like, I mean, I don't know the stats. I think I think I got to look at it, but I think he won pretty early in his career. So, and, and, and this was my point right here, Augustine, that precisely because he's world champion, he wants to remain as such, show everybody he's the boss internationally. That's kind of the way that I thought of it, right? Like, you win, and that's it. Like, I'm not trying to play anymore. I already got the chip, bro. What? Yeah, uh, I was gonna bring that comment up. <laughs> so somebody said, "I'll read, uh, I'll, I'll read it for ahead. you." So Leonardo's mentioning, "Yo, Danny, I'm getting a little tired of you with Messi. You use him when he's shit. You complain and bash him. And yeah, I care about the qualifiers because I'm Argentinian, so his level of play matters." Well, a couple, a couple things, Leonardo. I don't know how often you listen to us. I can't remember ever bashing Messi. So that's one. Uh, two, I don't remember ever complaining about Messi. Um, and three, I'm not Argentinian, so I don't give a fuck about how Argentina does. And I'm sure that if Messi was from another country, you wouldn't give a fuck how that country does. So Argentina honestly means absolutely nothing to me when they play international soccer. I'm glad oh, that man. Messi won it. When it, was, when it was World Cup time, I was rooting for Messi to win it. But honestly, I, I don't care about Argentina as a as a soccer team. I really don't. I'm Colombian. I honestly dislike them, to be quite honest with you, Leonardo. I really don't like your team. <laughs> Get out of here, Leonardo. <laughs> so that's that, guys. Right? Uh, you don't want to fuck with the Colombians when it comes to that kind of stuff, I guess. Yes. Well, I'm sure there's a lot words. of Argentinas that are watching this that are probably like. Yeah. And I get it. At their screen. So I get it. But I'm Colombian. Like, what do you want me to do? Want me to change my affiliation? I know yeah. you guys don't give a crap about Uruguay, or Brazil, Colombia, Ecuador. You guys don't care about them. It's Argentina until you die. Well, you know what? I'm not Argentinian. I, why, it's country over club, right? Well, it's country over player also. So when we're talking about club soccer, I love Messi. You're talking about international. If Colombia and the United States aren't involved, okay, yeah, go ahead, Messi. Do your thing. But yeah. I, I'm not losing any sleep if they lose. I'm not. Yeah. Well, and and he at least he's giving you a little bit of. So he's, he's saying, I watch your show all the time. Yeah, we beat your ass all the time. Colombia's what? How many World Cups? Well, I'm glad that you watch it all the time. I appreciate it. And then you know, then I never talk crap about Messi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, Colombians, we're out here shooting center backs. For World what? Cups, okay, guys. <laughs> Relax, there. Relax there. <laughs> Relax there. Relax there. All right, let's get back on track. I saw the movie. Oh Jesus! All right, let's get back on track there. Um, so what did you think about the game day experience overall? Because when I pulled up, I felt like it was a really weird vibe. Uh, if it, it, it looked like at some point there were uh, tours happening, like I felt like there was a tour leader. That was like holding up something so that the, the people behind him didn't like lose the, the tour leader. 
there was a lot of people wearing VIP things in the fan zone. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, it was really weird. Like, it was cool, I guess, because it was packed again. I guess because everybody knew Messi was going to play. But um, it was very, very, very weird. It was uh, more it was more weirder. And let me tell you, even though we didn't hear so many people in the like in the supporter stands playing more instruments, which we're going to get to that as well. And we didn't see too much hoopla in the yellow lot today. It was a little weird and the, the environment for sure. And I have the picture. I don't know if you want me to bring it up yet or not. Go for it. And then just real so quick, Mr. Krabs, salty because Argentina owns Colombia. That's fine. Whatever. Go watch the 30 for 30, guys, and understand what I'm talking about. I'm sure a lot of them know what you're talking about. Yeah. So uh, so here's the thing, right? And and Grace, you mentioned this at the perfect time, Papa. We're, we're changing the subject, and now here we have some pretty pictures, right, that I took, one picture at least. And this is, guys, this is what your season tickets are paying for. That new shelter that's on top of uh, gate one. So now when Danny is waiting outside of the gate because it's raining and they don't want to let him in, at least he'll be covered and uh, and he won't get wet. Or mm -hmm. I won't have to go through like a zombie apocalypse in gate two. So <laughs> everybody's going ham in the chat about Colombia, mm -hmm. bro. It's okay. So what do you guys think about this little coverage here on on uh on gate 1? Because well, that's I, what your season tickets are paying for, guys. Straight up and down. Um look, I I, I I I I noticed it when I came in. I would I would like the new stadium to have a like a roof that covers the whole thing, but um they gave yeah, you a roof that covers was, the entrance. It was cool. I mean, I guess uh, I didn't think too much about it. You didn't um, get a techo. You got a techito. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um dude, somebody said in the chat that I'm always getting angry. Am I always getting angry? Is this the reputation I'm getting? I don't think I get I, angry all the time. Yeah, I think you're getting kind of a like a once an episode once an episode kind of anger here. It's cuz yeah. it's cuz sometimes you guys it, sometimes you guys are amazing, but then sometimes it's hard to get a grip on things. So that's the picture that I wanted to bring up about the experience during the game. Did you notice that there was sort of a lack of uh, intensity in terms of what the fans brought in terms of sort of what was well, we before we talk about the actual uh, uh, stands today was the first time that I think that they run out of a, of a giveaway. Yeah. I, got, I got into this into the um, gates at six 30 and they ran out of bucket hats. I was like, what the hell? Like, that, I don't think that's ever happened to me. And I, I show up relatively early. I, I get in there an hour early. So, obviously, there were a lot of people, obviously, in the stadium today. Um, yeah, they ran out of bucket hats. That, that sucked. I, a lot of people. And you know what was really frustrating? And I get it. It's hard to control. But what really pissed me off is that they ran out of bucket hats, and then you see people walking by wearing, like, three on top of their head. Yeah. Like, Fuck one that. on top Fuck of the other on top guys. of the other. And I was like, God damn, that sucks. kind of wanted to take one off of their head, but I was like, you know, whatever. They got their thing. Good looking out, Leonardo. There, yes, different opinions. That's what makes this world go round, Bobby. Now, talking about the bucket hats, it just so happened that when I went up to the table and you you were a little you were kind of close to me, this guy walked away with like seven bucket hats. He's like, "Oh yeah, my wife and my uncle and my abuela and my tío and my primo. Everybody's back there waiting for a hat." 
then the next group comes up and the lady has two individual hats and she's telling the guy like i need to see your whole family the guy tells her what are you talking about you just gave like nine hats to a whole family bro guy's gonna go outside and sell them out with his fake pink messy jerseys so we ended up getting i think one hat each and then i got one hat you ended up getting hats a little bit later but i mean it was just terrible yeah it wasn't easy but uh we got i mean I, at that point i didn't care but my kids i took my kids with me and they they felt kind of left out when they started yes. rocking the hat so uh i had to figure out how to get my kids hats but i got them hats and uh we, we move on um all right so let's talk about uh what everybody wants to talk about i guess yeah i mean everybody had some thoughts i mean if you guys haven't seen on twitter there was a lot going on in terms of like uh uh, the supporters groups uh, that they were sort of making a taking a stand against what La Familia has been going through with this season ticket member pricing. Uh, obviously, if you're a season ticket holder or you were interested in getting season tickets, it's basically 50, 75, 100 percent plus jumped up from what it was last year. A lot of the fan base was not happy about that. And the supporter groups were, you know, at some point. They had some ideas to 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 get things done, and uh, and then later it was seen a little differently on social media, which wasn't portrayed very well. Uh, but let me tell you something. One thing I want to mention, and and tell me if I'm wrong here, Danny. But it's hard to get a village together. It's very hard to get a village together. If imagine 100%. you're. You're trying to get so many people together to be able to make some sort of movement. If you can't, if you can't get the whole village together, then it's going to be very hard to push that ideal. And imagine getting the entire supporter group, right? All the supporter groups together on the same page, plus all the season ticket members. So, I'm sorry. I saw this this comment. It was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> people still hating on my Colombianness. All right. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. I last week I I went in and um, I went into a chat that we have with a few people, yeah. and I suggested we maybe put something together, and um, I found out that maybe the supporters section might be doing something on their own. And I mean, they have the biggest voice, so I mean, you know, they 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 should be the ones to, to run with it if they're gonna do something. Yeah. What's the point of me doing anything? All we have yeah. is this podcast. So, um, you know, I, I heard that they might be doing something, and I, I thought it was an awesome idea when I heard what they what they might Phenomenal. be doing. Yeah, and I was excited for it. Now, unfortunately, when you you're getting something like this together, it's really hard to keep it on the reps. And um, it, it got out, and uh, you know, it, it sucks because once it got once it got out, it got to the front office, and then the front office reached out, and I mean, I guess they arranged something like a meeting with uh, the supporters groups, and um, they came to terms with they're gonna have a meeting at some point next week. And again, this is all stuff that I've heard. I, I don't know if this is a fact yeah. or what the meeting is, when the meeting is, if there really is a meeting. I'm just what I've heard. That there will be a meeting at some point, and that because of that, uh, La Familia decided to go into the stadium. My understanding was that they were going to go in without a band, yeah. Um, 
and without flags and stuff. That's why it was a little more quiet than usual. I think uh, uh, it wasn't 100%. Right, because I don't think all supporters... it wasn't all of the it wasn't all of the supporter groups that sort of participated uh, yeah. during the game, and it might have been like different parts of each supporter group. I mean, I I, I don't yeah. know. We weren't on again, that side uh, again. I I don't want to I don't want to say things that aren't factual. Uh, so all I know is that I did hear what they were initially going to do, which I thought was really cool, and then I understand that they came to an agreement about having a meeting. What I did want to talk about is about everybody that is kind of shitting on the supporters groups about them yeah. going back on it. Now, a couple of things with that. One, they never said that they were going to do this. Yeah. It's not a fact that they were going to do it because all we've heard is somebody reporting it. But everybody's killing them for not going through with something that they never said they were going to do. Right. These are all rumors, they, rumors that I heard also. I don't even know if it, they were really going to go through with it or if there was something that was really planned. These are just well, rumors. So I think that is crap that people are shitting on them. Well, let me finish real quick. That's yeah, one. Yeah. And two, people that are saying, oh, but they 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 cave in and they were going to stay outside, but now they're going to come inside. The majority of the people talking shit about that came into the stadium. So it's cute that you want them to stay outside for you. Yeah. But you were still going to come watch the game. Yeah. Like you're talking shit from inside the stadium. You're like, oh, why are they here? Why are you here? Yeah. Like maybe you should start boycotting also. You could start tweeting things out. You could start saying, I'm going to watch the game from, I'm not going to sell my ticket, right? Because if you sell your ticket, that seat's still going to get full. So the exactly. stadium's still going to look good. Boycott, go ahead. Like I understand that the supporters groups have the biggest voice, but like you could do stuff also. So it's really easy to kill everybody. But I mean, it, 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 I think it's, if they would have came out and been like, this is what we're doing, and then gone back on it, okay, I can see why people would say that that's weak. But, like, this was just randomly reported as a rumor, and everybody's killing him for it. Like, at no point was it promoted. Let's do this, and, hey, the rest of the stadium should think about doing it also. Which I think would have been really cool, but. Well, and and I think that's where the hardest thing uh, to come by is, is just having a mass communication between what the supporter groups are planning and sort of involving like season ticket members and having them sort of follow through with the same plans. Now, I, th I think that there was uh, plans a little more concrete than just like brainstorming. Um, and And I'll tell you that, if those things would have happened, like like Danny mentioned, I think it would have been phenomenal. I think it would have been something that would have been extremely noticed on so many different levels. And we're talking about uh, the, the last Saturday game, Fan Appreciation Night, to be able to follow through with that plan on Fan Appreciation Night. And you're going to have the stands of where your supporters are empty on fan appreciation night that would that would catch so much attention um and i'm sorry real quick somebody said that they 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 didn't announce it publicly but they said it was in the group i mean mike they have to say it was in the group like yeah, they have of course. to communicate, they have to communicate. yeah like how, how are they gonna do they can't just randomly show up to the game and be like hey guys i know you guys drove here to see the game but i got an idea like let's stay out here like no it has to be well planned so, of course, they communicate with them themselves. I, it just sucks that they have people inside their group or 
that just decided to let out the info. I think well, it would have been a great stand. And this oh, isn't yeah. new to soccer. Liverpool did it a couple years ago where mm -hmm. they walked out in the 77th minute, I want to say, because of race ticket prices. Borussia Dortmund did it a couple years ago. Like, this isn't new. When, when front offices do this, supporter groups and, and people in the stadium in general get together because, yeah. let me tell you something, I understand that Messi right now is everything in Inter-Miami. But football clubs in this soccer culture – worldwide you're really nothing without your fans i mean in most sports but that stadium without fans well, yeah. it's horrible you it's need a, it, it, the fans it's a it's a pandemic game and it, and and it's and i understand that for the next 2 years they're not going to have a problem filling the stadium i know it's not a problem and that's probably they don't care about it but after 2 years after messi and the messiahs leave i still plan on being here Chris, I'm assuming you and a lot of people will still be yes. here. So the issue is that you're not going to drop these prices back, right? You're a lot of people are like, oh, but you got to understand, these are messy prices. All right, but when Messi leaves, what happens? Because yeah. these prices aren't going back down. They're not going back down. No and, way. And don't tell me that Messi prices are Neymar prices because they're not. Yeah. I'm yeah. not paying that much money to watch Neymar. So I might. I, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. You love Neymar. But all I'm saying, and again, I, I don't want to get into this too much i just think that it's crap and um you know unfortunately the only game left to do you know what's the only thing that, that frustrates me if all of this is true about the supporters groups and the front office preparing a meeting again i don't know if it's true but if it is it frustrates me that supporters groups agreed to this meeting after today's game because yeah. the front office is good now well, yeah. they don't care if it's an empty stadium for a Wednesday game, right? Yeah. They'll say like, "Oh, we're out of the playoffs. Messi wasn't playing. We're playing for nothing." It's a Wednesday. it's a Wednesday game. It's a Wednesday game. Obviously, the stadium is empty, and then they're gonna sign a couple new names. Everybody gets excited. Everybody shows up that very first game in February or March, right? So it, they're good now, right? Yeah. They appeased everybody now. That's it. We're good. But if you would have done it before today, that would have been the time to meet with them. Tell us what you're gonna do. Or we're doing this tomorrow. Yeah. Right? But that's it. The front office got what they wanted. They're good now. They're golden. They don't care now. And and Mr. Krabs, I want to mention, because you're asking, agreed, what is boycotting going to do? Listen, if if, it, if a fan base majority boycotts, the organization is going to notice that they're not sitting in those seats. And they're going to notice the importance of these fans. And you know what, uh, Mr. Krabs? Uh I, I, I get what you're saying because there's a good chance that it does nothing. You're right. It, it possibly won't. But I promise you sitting back and just taking it in the ass is going to do less. Yeah. You try to fight. You try your best. Look, yeah. look, look, look at look – at, they're so into PR, right? This is how much they care about how Inter-Miami is viewed right now. They don't want this to get picked up by Apple or by no ESPN. Or they don't want this to be on them. And I'll tell you how bad they are about how good this team they want it to look. You remember back in the beginning of the season where La Familia set off fireworks and it was yes. a scandal? You can't yes. set off fireworks next to an airport? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? We can never do such a thing. Yes. Guess what? Messi's Federal here. crime. We have fireworks. It's not. It's just all the time. Score a goal randomly. Yeah. Who cares if there's a plane in the air? Shoot the fireworks. Messi's here. Like, they don't care. We got to look good. We, yeah. we, everybody in the world is watching us. Make sure we look good. And you know how they don't look good? Having an empty supporter section. Having an empty stadium. 
They don't want to see an empty stadium. That's not a good look for them. So you're right. Maybe it doesn't do anything. But I promise you they're going to try to avoid it. They're going to try to yes. figure out ways to make us happy. Hey, you want to double my prices? Fine. But give me free fucking parking. You yeah. have me parking in a fucking mud pit. That's where you have me parking. And you're charging $50 for that mud pit. But you want to double my ticket prices? Give me some free fucking parking at least. And they give us a plastic card with our name on it. Thank you. And a scarf that was made at wish.com. Along with like a piece of paper that's worthless. So yeah, guys. It is what it is. And we definitely need to gather together to be able to make a bigger difference for sure in the next time. And I'm with I forgot, I think it was Mr. Krabs that said it. I'm and I'm with you. You're right. It probably won't do anything. But you know what? I'm okay with trying. Well, and the one thing that I wanted to mention, and you just reminded me, listen, boycotting is going to show what it's going to look like two years from now. Because, yeah, you'll be able to fill those seats in the next two years because of Messi. But then after that, you're going to have the Messiahs and, and, the, and the supporters for Messi gone. You're going to have all those media uh, people that are here just for Messi gone. And then we're going to go back to having... Uh, you know, Michelle Kaufman, Ian Hast, and Xavier, and Franco, Franco and all, all these other people, Alex Winley, the same media people, right? So, but th- that's what that's the whole point of the protesting is to show show the organization that. Yeah, sorry, Danny, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that t- the tank just just mentioned that the best part of the season ticket gift. Is are the, the box boxes. correct and you know yes. what i'm not gonna lie to you that is my favorite part of the i that use is. those boxes those are my favorite <laughs> part everything on the inside is whatever but the actual box i do agree it is the best part yeah. and um i'm sorry but th- that parking thing is ridiculous to me the, yeah, it is. Have, have you have you anybody that's parked in the yellow lot it's it's terrible i've never seen so many holes on the ground while you're trying to park there and those holes become mud pits when you're walking through there after it rains, and we're in South Florida, it rains all the time. Yeah, it's terrible. You would you would Hulk smash parking in the yellow lot too. Okay, super califragilistic. Trust me. Oh yeah, and that's right. And they're they're not giving us the early cup matches for free, so we're paying for less games. Also, yes. Thank you for that. That's so terrible. whatever. Uh, I didn't want to go off too much of an intent tangent, but um. And we're not going to uh, get a player meet and greet like we did earlier this season. Oh, so. fuck, no, you're not getting that. No fucking barbecue like we had. Well, I didn't even go to the fucking barbecue that they had. No pizza party. Like, fuck out of here, man. Um, now we're just but, sitting in our soapbox. Do you think there's any chance that with the price increases, they add a, a roof of some type uh, on the new stadium? No fucking way. Yeah, I know. You're, you're lucky to get a fucking roof so you don't get rained on. While I'm waiting to get inside, because they're still gonna block you, they're just gonna be like, "You gotta stand there," because I don't want you to get struck by lightning. Okay, I'll just stand right under this metal roof that's potentially gonna attract lightning. But thanks, buddy, I appreciate your concern. Get me in the fucking stadium. Well, um, well, uh, anything else that you wanted to address? I know we wanted to talk about because we that happened like on Tuesday, but we hadn't addressed it yet, so. I want to talk about the ticket prices. Oh, this is another um, thing. Also, we lost. We almost lost the yellow lot. All of a sudden, Messi gets here and Broward County's like, yeah, we don't need a park for the community just yet. It's okay. Our people don't really give a shit about slides and jungle gyms. <laughs> Fuck out of oh. here. Um, and, you know, and I hate crapping on the team, too. 
but man, it, it, they're doing us pretty bad. I mean, it, it's like we've been loyal for the first three, four seasons. I mean, what, it's your turn. Yeah, and they're not doing that. So you don't think that it would have been uh, that it would have been nice for them to at least like, all right, well, if you were season ticket members the very first season, then yeah. maybe you get like a. 15%, 20% discount. Like you've been around for like ever. Like you had the cardboards, which yeah. I have somewhere. You had the cardboards in the stadium during the pandemic. So, you know, let's grandfather you into like 10% discount. Like well, people that have been here forever. Or and if you were here, you know, at the second season, okay, you know, you get you get 15%. Like something. something. Yeah. But yeah. like, no, no, no apps given. Well, and and tech is just mentioning it right here. Balls deep, no lube. I mean, it should have been something like that. Your first year, you get like 15% off. Second year, you get 10% off. Third year, you get 5% off. And then at that point, if you're not one of the three last years, then you got to pay standard pricing. I think that that's how the pricing should have been. Uh, I'm pretty Leonardo, sure we're going to have more to rant on about, about this. I, I, I'm with you, Leonardo. We've been, we've been asking for roofs since last year. We were making sure to say queremos techo last year. Yeah. So... Um... Yeah, we've been on this roof thing for a while. What was it? We want queremos techo y queremos abuelitas. Yeah, well, we got abuelitas today. I got some really good Cuban coffee out front. Ah, but they were not abuelitas. They're going to be future abuelitas. Oh, wait, yeah. we're inside or inside. It was outside. It was future. outside that I got. Oh, no, inside they had future abuelitas. Oh. But, um, you know, uh, it, it was good. Today was good. It's all about the spirit, baby, the abuelita spirit. For but, sure. yeah, man, that's all that, that, that we got on our mind, especially at this time of the night. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Danny? Any any oh, I, final words? I can't think of anything. If anybody wants to throw out any questions real quick, uh, I guess we could address anything that you guys want. But yeah, so see uh, ahead of that. <laughs> Queremos goles. Queremos goles. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. Um, and and uh, real quick, um, factual food, just real quick. So. They're gonna start uh, making us put those in our our taxes when we you actually sell resell tickets. You're actually yeah. gonna get start getting. And tax for that now so uh that should be interesting rain, all right um rain, rain is not holy water it's uh I, i'm not even gonna make my joke forget it never yes, mind i don't. bailed all right bailed. all right so uh if you are listening on audio thank you for listening all the way to the end please leave us five stars review comment all that other good stuff and if you are watching on youtube thank you for watching all the way to the end we appreciate you taking the time to join us and if you were part of this chat on a late saturday night we appreciate you taking the time to join us and also for going ahead and participating in the chat as always you guys are the best part of the show i am sorry if i sounded angry today i don't mean to um but apparently that's the reputation i'm building whatever i'll, I'll try to do better next time uh yeah. and also if you want some inter miami merch whether it be the first trophy the chris is holding up the uh no winners no losers kissing sisters if you've been with us for a while you know what that's about and just messy merch and all that other good stuff, go ahead and visit us on batterfans.com. And until the next one, have a good one.